Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It is time now for the bigger picture. We're looking at a lot of data. And the question we're asking really is, has inflation hit a peak? Yeah, that is a big question where we have many answers, both yes and no and maybe. So <laughs> this is off the back of the latest data we got from the US around the April inflation data for consumer prices. And we are looking at an 8.3% increase. So things like energy, food and housing are still rising when it comes to prices. And I guess the good news is it's moderated from March's 8.5% reading, but it's still above the projection or, con- or consensus forecast of 8.1%. So, hotter than expected, but at least some signs of slowing down, which is leading to some people saying, hey, maybe the worst is behind us. The peak is already past. So, that's the, I guess, picture that investors are trying to digest and trying to navigate and figure out where the Fed goes from here. Will they be more aggressive in the coming meetings. Let's get a bigger picture from Sunny Hamid. He's the Director of Wealth Management for Financial Alliance. Morning, Sunny. How are you doing today? Morning, Ryan. I'm doing well. Thank you. Hey, Sunny, let's dive into those numbers. So we have been waiting for the US inflation data for the good part of the past week because we had the FOMC raising rates last week. And then now we have an indication or at least a bit of a clearer signpost of where it's going from there. What's your reading of the US inflation data? Has it indeed reached its peak? I think you correctly mentioned it. There are several camps as to whether it's peaked or not. I think basically my view is that we could still see relatively high inflation for the next couple of months. But going into the second half of the year, I think chances are we could see inflation coming off uh, for a few reasons. Firstly, is the high base effect from last year. Second half of last year, inflation started to move higher, so we have a higher base. Uh, so on a year-on-year basis, you probably will see lower numbers. And more importantly, I think slower growth is starting to creep in. And we're also seeing commodity prices, especially industrial commodities like copper, iron ore. Prices are starting to, to, to taper off. And I think all in, we probably would see lower inflation in the second half of the year. Mm, Sunny, so what does this do for the Fed's thinking here? Does it move anything? Well, I think that's going to be the tricky part. Number one, the Fed is trying to normalize rates on top of fighting inflation. So quite likely, it will stay its path, trying to bring the rates all the way back up to about three. So I think that's, that's set in, in stone because even without inflation, I think the need to normalize is still there. Uh, but I do think that a slower economic outlook or economic growth outlook will prevent them from being overly aggressive. Okay, so talking about inflation, we also have a bit of a rising picture in China, not as high. We've got the CPI at around 2.1%, topping expectations of 1.8%. The PPI, though, is much higher at 8%, but I guess the good news is it's moderating for a fourth straight month. How do you read into the inflation numbers in China and how that might feed into the global system? A bit trickier in China, given the fact that um, the zero COVID policy there is causing disruption to the economy. So the fact that the numbers are not tremendously higher than, than the rest of the world is actually quite a big positive because you have large parts of the economy, the key part of the economy being shut down. So you would expect basically higher inflation. But all in, I think it's similar to what the rest of the world is facing. Where whether they export that inflation out to other countries, I think there will be bits and pieces of it. But by and large, I think everybody globally, it's got to do with supply chain, it's got to do with higher energy prices, it's got to do with the reopening of the global economy. So I think all in all, those are the key things driving inflation everywhere. 
Yeah, lots to worry for policymakers in China. They've been talking about you no know, supportive measures, stimulus support, heard a lot of promises. Um, to some extent, uh, we've been watching to see what they will do. And there were some reports that they might put on the table a couple of things, including how to smoothen the logistics sector, stabilize the supply chain. Some interesting ideas to use REITs to help finance infrastructure projects, also exempting some interest payments of college graduate student loans. So you've got a lot of things, ideas on the table. Um, how urgent is it for them to do something and what sort of ideas do you think will actually materialize? I think the urgency is that I think the numbers are showing that the lockdown in China is having an impact on the economy. So I think Beijing is quite worried about that. The, one of the issues with these kind of measures, and if you lump it under fiscal policy, it tends to take time, unlike what we call the monetary side of it. So I would be surprised if the PBOC starts to uh, maybe cut rates in terms of bank requirements mm. and such. That will be faster in terms of stimulating the economy and such. But all in again, without lifting the COVID restrictions, it's just going to be again a headwind because that restriction itself um, yeah, is causing the economy to slow, is it's causing prices to go up. Yeah, talking about those restrictions, Sunny, do you get a sense that they might lift those restrictions? Is there a sense that there's a bit of divided picture there when it comes to what they need to do? It's a bit tricky because I think there are a few factors involved. Number one is I think um, there, are, there are reports that the local vaccines aren't as effective as the foreign vaccines in terms of the Omicron virus. That's number one. Um, number two is I think in terms of booster shots for elderly it's just above 50%. So there's a huge number of population in terms of the elderly which hasn't gotten the, either the booster shots or even the shots itself. Uh, so all these things rolled into one tells you that they will have to be very careful if they, tend, if they wanted to lift the uh, COVID, uh, COVID policy that they have. And so I think that would delay the overall lifting. Mm, and Sunny, just to wrap things up, um, something also shake out markets is what's happening in the cryptocurrency space. Bitcoin prices down below $30,000. It's not too long ago that it was topping over $60,000. So it's now <laughs> less than half. And this is also around the headline how that stable coin called Terra USD has been plummeting. It's supposed to be pegged one for one to the dollar is now worth less than 30 cents. Where do you see things going for cryptocurrency with all these negative pressures? Right. Uh, we've seen a huge sell-off in cryptocurrencies across the board overnight. Many what we call altcoins, alternative coins, have gone down about 20, 30, some even about 50%. It's a shakeout, and like you correctly mentioned, um, it started with Terra, um, the stable coin which is supposed to be packed at $1, a bit like a money market. That broke, and it totally collapsed. We're now this morning seeing some pressure on another stable coin called Tether, which has also like, uh, slipped a little bit off its $1 pack. So there could be a contagion systemic effect. And I think the market is just really very jittery and, and a lot of people are covering a position causing the, the huge amount of losses across the board. Mm, Bitcoin now at a nearly 11-month low. We'll see how that goes from this point on. We've been with Sunny Hamid. He's the Director of Wealth Management for Financial Alliance. Sunny, thanks so much for helping us out with the top headlines today. Thanks for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.